first ever health day has been held at the COP28 climate conference with discussions about how climate change is impacting human health. A declaration signed by more than 120 countries has acknowledged the need for governments to protect communities and prepare healthcare systems to cope with climate related effects on health, such as extreme heat, air pollution and infectious diseases. But what does that mean for business and how is International SOS able to help? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, in this episode, I'm joined from COP28 in Dubai by Dr. Anthony Renshaw, who's our regional medical director for the Europe Health Consulting Practice. And Anthony, I wanted to ask, was there an air of excitement ahead of Health Day? Well, yes, there was. It's been a long time coming. It's the first time ever that we've had a dedicated full day to talk about health issues. We've known about the climate's impact on health for a very long time. There's an awful lot of research now done on this. And we're now very excited in the global health community to talk about, well, what's next? What can we do to bring this conversation to the next level and start talking about solutions? Well, let's talk about how climate impacts on health and what are some of the main concerns? We're seeing impacts of heat stress and drought on health. We're seeing waterborne, foodborne disease from cholera outbreaks to other outbreaks, all linked to climate-related changes. And then we have a number of vector-borne diseases that we're seeing in, in countries that we've never had before. You know, we're seeing dengue cases in Europe, for example. So one of the, the major impacts that we're going to see if we don't deal with some of these issues is the impacts of air pollution. Now, air pollution is actually linked to a number of different diseases, uh, substantially cardiovascular disease from heart disease to strokes, high blood pressure. We also have respiratory disease, obviously linked to the air pollution people have to breathe. But it's also linked to all manner of different other diseases that many people aren't aware are linked from diabetes to premature labour. What I would say is that many of the impacts will affect the most vulnerable in society, from women and children to the elderly. And the countries with the lowest emissions are the countries that are actually most vulnerable to climate change. So a large number of countries in the global south. So how important was it for you to be there for COP's first health day? Having been to a number of the sessions here, I mean, I think there's been a real sort of fundamental shift in my thinking. Health leaders have a a much wider role to play in this issue as advocates for climate action, because it's actually quite a a big lever for population health. You know, climate and health is going to be the defining health issue of the next few decades. It really is. And whilst a third of the impact on climate is on health related issues to date, it's only received less than half a percent of all climate funding. Now, that's hopefully going to change with some of the declarations this week. And we've seen over 120 leaders commit to doing more work and funding more on the climate and health nexus. But I think the key message I'd like to get out is that uh, we all have a role to play here from having a healthy, sustainable diet to having active transport mechanisms to go to work, you know, all of these things. And we're going to start thinking a bit more about how we communicate that within the organisations that we advise, how we can bring climate into discussions around mental health and, and well-being 
a lot more so that we're actually as individuals doing something about it. We're not just sitting there and watching it happen around us. We're, we're actually stimulating change. And Anthony, what was decided in Dubai about tackling some of the issues that you've described? Well, there's been a number of declarations, a number of uh, financial commitments for funding, for research in any number of different areas, looking at, for example, malaria. We've had pledges for more research in neglected tropical diseases. We've had uh, pledges for more research on surveillance and other things. The key thing, I think, is that we need to change the the whole discourse a bit here. As I said, it's it's not a question of understanding necessarily more about the impact of climate on health, because we're seeing it now on a regular basis. There was a tipping point in the Pakistan floods recently when, for the first time ever, we had a country that was flooded, 30% of it was flooded and, and tens of millions of people affected. So it's now starting to uh, affect people on an individual level. And so we now need to start thinking on um, how we can communicate this better, how to focus more on the positive impacts of climate action. And and there are some um, health enabling activities that we can do as individuals that are also going to be a net positive for the planet. So when we're starting to talk um, to the the organisations we support, we're going to start bringing this into our conversations a lot more. So, Anthony, how can International SOS help the organisations that we work with? Well, here at International SOS, we've been raising some awareness around the impacts of the climate on health for, for a number of years, and helping clients understand the role of health in their ESG strategies. But in recent months, we've uh, really had a shift in our approach. I mean, one of the things that we've started to do, for example, is to do sessions to help people with climate anxiety is one example. But there, there are many other ways that businesses can support their employees because there's, there's so many employees that are actually coming to businesses saying they want to do more, but they, they're struggling to understand what that could be. So we're going to start talking a lot more about how to bring positive actions, individual actions and business actions towards using health as a positive lever to affect climate change. What's been clear from being here is that the the mood has changed somewhat in the health community and that there is now real global coordinated action to bring health at the forefront of this climate discussion. And we really look forward to being part of that strategy moving forward. And Anthony, what's the best way to do that? Well, it's a question of making sure that people understand that that health could be the single greatest positive driver of climate action if we start talking about it. And we start using this topic as a way to, to, to stimulate change. Let's not forget that the health impacts of climate are affecting people here. Um, and, and so we need to start using storytelling. We need to start sharing our experiences and, and stimulating change as a community of businesses, as organisations, all interested in, in actually doing something about it. We need to move beyond the consideration of climate as being purely an environmental nature-based issue. It's all very important. We know that's critical to have a One Health approach. 
towards nature and biological hazards, for example. But ultimately, we need to now start thinking a bit more about the social aspects, about the people impacts of climate change, if nothing is done to address these. Uh, And finally, coming away from COP28, do you feel that message is starting to get through? Slowly. I think there's been a tremendous commitment by the global health community and, and others to to bring health to the forefront. I'd like to remain optimistic that we can make a change, but you know the data is not on our side. So I think that's why we need to try and get together to try and support our employees out in the field to look at health programming around the projects that we look after to see if we can combine the two so that we have both an impact on on climate and on the impacts of climate on people's health. Okay, Anthony, thanks so much for joining us from COP28 in Dubai. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates from our website. That's internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.